we saw a shift from steam to combustion engines, we're doing the same from combustion to electrification now. It's massive. It will make no sense for me to be driving around a racetrack just for the pure pleasure of racing without actually having a real-world impact. When you see the progress which have been achieved every decade, it's absolutely sensational. And now all that is mixed with climate change and we need to have a vision for the future and electric car is part of it. You're listening to The Lid Is On, the flagship podcast from UN News. I'm Connor Lennon. Formula One, stock car, speedway, the big guns of the motorsports world have been joined in recent years by a new internationally recognised racing series, Formula E. Formula E features some of the world's best-known car manufacturers, drivers who've competed in Formula One and other well-established championships, and it's regulated by the FIA, the world body representing motorsports. However, it differs in one major way. It's 100% electric and a partner with the UN Environment Programme. One of the main reasons Formula E was created around 10 years ago was to help raise awareness of the importance of switching to electric vehicles and to show that they can be as exciting as combustion engines. The 2021 championship came to the streets of Red Hook in Brooklyn, New York in July, at a time when the news was full of several eye-catching statements from governments committing to banning the production of combustion engines within the next few years and manufacturers announcing plans to switch wholesale to electric vehicle production. There I met the president of the FIA, Jean Todd, a legendary figure in motorsport and a former championship-winning rally driver. He told me that, since he came up with the idea of an all-electric motorsport, electric vehicle technology has undergone dramatic changes. When uh, we started uh, seven years ago, to complete a 40 minutes race, we had to change car in the middle. So it was 20 minutes, changing the, the car and finishing the race. After seven years, we are able to do a 45 minutes race with one car. So clearly we will be able to enjoy better autonomy, less recharging time for car with a battery. And that's a game changer. And that's again one example how motor racing is a laboratory for cars and vehicles on the road. Mobility is quite new, it's just over 100 years ago. And when you see the progress which have been achieved every decade, it's absolutely sensational. Mr. Todd quickly convinced former Formula One driver Lucas Degrassi to sign up to his project. Mr. Degrassi has gone on to become one of the most successful drivers in the sport, and he was proud to show off the technology of his Audi car and explain what makes driving Formula E so special behind the battery, so we have the battery here and the powertrain here, is where all the technology resides. Each car has their own technology. So on top of, of, of creating entertainment for the fans, we are really developing key technologies that we will see in electric cars of the future. 
So when we're talking about driving, uh, there are a few differences between driving a full electric car and a normal combustion car like Formula One. So basically here, especially in the race, you need to be much more precise about the energy usage during the race. So the race, is, the race format is done in a such a way that you have to save energy. And they do that because then the powertrain that has the most, the biggest capacity of recuperating energy, but also being the most efficient on deploying this energy, therefore, in real life, exchanging the, extending the range. Here is a difference between winning and losing. So when you're driving, you have to be very, very careful how much energy you use and then attack in the right moment and defend in the right moment to not waste energy in the wrong uh, parts of the race. In the early days, Mr. Degrassi, Mr. Todd and their colleagues faced plenty of scepticism from the motorsports world. But today, some of the best-known car manufacturers have their own teams on the circuit, not merely because they want to show how green they are, but because they all see a move to electric mobility as essential to the survival of their companies and because it's an opportunity to test the technology and steal a march on their rivals. I think that we're seeing a, a seismic shift at the moment from what I could term as traditional combustion engine mobility towards electric mobility. And the momentum that there is behind that at the moment is incredible. And I think that's largely driven by the advances in technology that we're seeing over the, over the last few years and continue to see. I mean, that, 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 that advance is exponential. But that's also being supported by government legislation as well, pushing things in the right direction. Uh, not only through incentives, but through putting infrastructure in place as well. So that's all supporting this change and the pace of the change that we're seeing as well. When we wanted to come back to motorsport, we wanted to come back not for any reason, it had to be for the right reason. And that was for us finding a racing category that was going to be moving into the bullseye for the future. And the, what we talk about that is about the future of mobility. And for us, it was clear that electrification, electric mobility is going to be the future of the car industry. So by selecting Formula E, we felt it was the perfect time, and the perfect place to have uh, and go back to our real ethos, which is using racing as a real world test bed for electric vehicle technology, but to bring that kind of learning and bring that to our consumers with our production cars. And Formula E not only allows you to do that with the technical regulations, but at the same time, it's a global championship. We race around the world and it's promoting, communicating the benefits of electrification and electric mobility from a point of view of obviously zero emissions, but also just in terms of the regulation changes happening around the world. It's really a great opportunity to kind of to tell that story and educate the pros uh, about electric cars. Racing with electric vehicles changes the mindset of the public because in the past electric vehicles were considered more like a, 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 an aware decision to the, the reduce the pollution, but not a fun uh, decision if you want, whilst racing with electric vehicles changes this mindset. Electrification can be very exciting to drive, uh, a very high performance cars are electrified because the torque of electric motor is actually linear, so the acceleration is fantastic. So first of all, in terms of what electric cars can deliver, yes, the sport is changing a lot, I think, the perception of people. But the other thing is also that it's a global uh, platform, it's a global world championship, so uh, has an impact uh, quite globally. So not only in countries where you have already a very strong uh, uh, push from manufacturers or governments to, 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 to increase awareness of electrification, but pretty much everywhere we race in many continents. So this sport is helping a lot. And additionally, because most of the races are in city center, 
this gives a, a huge opportunity to, to leverage the sport, to, to increase the awareness for electrification for general public. That was Ian James, the team principal for the Mercedes team, James Barkley, team director of Jaguar Racing, and Tommaso Volpi, global motorsports director at Nissan, demonstrating why many big brands are swinging behind electric motorsports. The teams are not wholly run by car manufacturers, however. The Envision Virgin team, for example, one of the first to enter Formula E, is majority owned by Envision Energy, a Chinese company which makes wind turbines and batteries for electric vehicles. Sylvain Philippi, the managing director of Envision Virgin Racing, explained what a wind turbine business is doing in motorsport. Electric cars, even the ones already on the road, every year they get greener and greener because the grid and where the electricity comes from gets greener. And ultimately, our goal, especially with Envision as our main shareholder making renewable energy, the absolute dream, but you know, we should really aim to get there very soon, is to have electric cars on the road all powered by renewable energy. And only with battery electric cars you can achieve that, like this full net zero emissions. That's where the industry is headed, everyone has now understood that, and, and the industry, whether it's automotive, renewable energy, is basically flat out investing and running out this plan. So it's really exciting. The next five years are going to see again a, a gigantic increase in momentum and, and scale of the industry, I think. You look all, all up and down the pit lane, you have car manufacturers, independent teams, and so on. Our, our, our positioning is a little bit different, but it completes the picture. Our positioning is that we're able to talk about renewable energy, which is really critical, like the energy that we use not only for mobility, but for everything else has to be clean. So renewable energy is absolutely critical to the success and the rollout of electric cars. But then you also have the storage, the batteries. Batteries are absolutely essential to electric cars. So Envision is a, a manufacturer of, of wind turbines, but also Envision ASC is now a gigantic um, uh, battery cell supplier. Um, so all of these basically will enable the, the mass adoption of electric mobility. And the cars, of course, are the, the thing that people can relate to the most, of course. And that's what we hear, because, you know, sport, at the end of the day, we are not reinventing that. Sport is the best way to engage with people and create some element of passion and interest and engagement. So all these really critical things that we need to solve for society, there's no better way than sport to kind of portray these messages. So, yeah, that's what we hear. The enthusiasm from the teams and drivers is infectious, but it's important to remember that, for now, a potential wholesale adoption of electric transport is very much a developed world phenomenon. For Jean Todd, co-founder of Formula E, it's important to remember that, for the rest of the planet, a different approach will be needed if we're serious about cutting the carbon footprint of the transport sector. We should not underestimate the importance of developing a green fuel, hybrid car, Hydrogen, you know, in the developing world, cars are between 30 to 50 years old age. So we must be realistic. Even if the developed world will be able, uh, at the moment it's about uh, 1 billion cars which are sold every year in the planet. Only 10 million electric cars. So before being with only new energy, new evolution cars in the planet, it will take decades. The cars after 10 years will be forbidden to be used. So what happens? 
they go to the developing world. And they arrived without safety standards we need to implement minimum safety standards to make mobility on the road safer for any road users in the planet. This October, the United Nations will hold the second Sustainable Transport Conference in Beijing, bringing together the industry's major players with a focus on how to plan and develop transport systems that boost economic growth, reduce inequalities and improve the environment for everyone. There's still a long way to go before the whole world goes electric, but the sight of so many former petrol heads getting enthused about the wine of Formula E cars is an encouraging sign that something is changing and that, if a push for fossil fuel-free transport can happen here, it can eventually happen everywhere. I really believe that it's a, a duty of everybody, independently of the industry, independent of your profession, to try to push that scope, that technology, further and improve the quality of lives of people. It will make no sense for me to be driving around a racetrack just for the pure pleasure of racing without actually having a real-world impact. Motorsport has served as a base, as a platform to develop these technologies. But with Formula E, it's even better than this. We are for the first time in a, probably 100 years in an energy transition phase from pure combustion, so fossil fuels, to electric. So actually, I'm allowed to do the sport that I love, which is racing, but at the same time, develop technology that will be super relevant. You've been listening to The Lid Is On with me, Connor Lennon. And if you're interested in some of the many exciting climate action initiatives taking place worldwide, look out for our new podcast series, No Denying It, which features the voices of young people fighting for a cleaner, fairer world and some of the world's best-known actors and influencers. No Denying It will be available in August and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts.